0: Hello everyone. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? <laughs> I'm Angelique Voices and Oso Shipshio to the Polyglottal Stop, a podcast on language, language learning and sociolinguistics from a polyglot's point of view. Do you know why I started the episode that way? Seems pretty unusual for me, right? Well, if you know, share your answers on Twitter and Instagram at polyglottalpod to fill everyone else in. (laughs) Okay, let's get started. Today's episode features a conversation I had last month with my friend, Janae, who is an English teacher currently living and working in South Korea. The conversation was a great one, and I'm so glad Janae was able to make time to speak with me. So listen on to hear about Janae's teaching journey, her insights on teaching in Korea, and some great stories from the classroom. Now it has been edited a bit for time and relevance, but Patreon members, however, get to hear the entire conversation, including more about Janae's special hobby, a conversation about respect as a native English-speaking teacher in Korea, and more. So if you'd like to hear the full conversation, which of course I recommend, go ahead and become a patron for as little as $5 Canadian a month. Uh, by the way, at the time of recording this, XE.com says that that's just under $4 USD, about three euros and about £2.85, just so you know. <laughs> I should also say that as this is my first interview with someone who is not me, haha, the audio is a bit more, hmm, Rough than I would like. So thank you for bearing with me through it. All right, let's get to it. Okay. Welcome to the show, Janae. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing this this well, it's my evening. It's
1: your morning. How's it going? It's 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 going. It's a cloudy, murky, sad looking day outside, but it's Saturday. Yay. <laughs> Where do you live for our listeners? Oh, I live in South Korea. Where in South Korea? Just in case anybody knows. I live in the Jeollanamdo province. Cool. So that's south west? Southwest. Very south at the very bottom of the continent of, of not the continent of the country.
0: <laughs> I think I think I live just a little bit south of you though cuz I was in Tongyong. Which is, Ah, Yes, you are. You are. You are more south than I was. Yes. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode uh, of the Polyglottal Stop. Um, You are my first guest who is not me. And anyone who's listened to the previous (laughs) episode will know what that means. Um, And so I'm very glad that you chose to spend some time with me today. Thank you very much for being here.
1: I'm honored to be the first. That is not you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So uh, to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay. Well, um, my name is Janae. I am from Tennessee, USA. I've been teaching in South Korea for six years. Um, I love dancing. And a fun fact is that I am a huge pro wrestling fan oh yes
0: i forgot about, about this that's so cool i remember when you when i started following you on instagram and i started mm-hmm. seeing some of your wrestling posts i was like wow she's really she's like really into it like she' <laughs> is a, like a genuine fan of like all of the fighters and the storylines and the, the the development of their their careers and i was yeah. like wow oh, you,
1: you are know the
0: i get that i know personally mm-hmm. who is a fan
1: I get, I get
0: that reaction a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So um, let's start talking about what you do in South Korea, teaching English. Uh, Mm -hmm. How did you get started teaching English?
1: Well, honestly, it wasn't something that I planned. I have a degree in psychology and I minored in neuroscience Um, and after university, after I graduated, there were a series of events that happened in my life and I needed a change. Um, I happened to be in contact with people who were teaching English abroad. So I did some research. I got my certification and I took up substitute teaching. Um, I, When I took up my when I did substitute teaching, I was full-time, like I did 40 hours each week, and I made it a goal to focus on ESL positions, and um, I ended up loving teaching. I ended up being, like, I I found some passion in it, and yes. that was before I moved here, so I did substitute teaching for a while. I was I was an interim sub where I was teaching at one position for, like, a month while the teacher was out, uh, adopting a child and wow. <laughs> yeah and so i i felt like really prepared before i got to korea and here's where i really started teaching um i worked at i've worked at two i've i've had two public school contracts and one private academy contract while i worked here
0: Okay. And so the one you're on now is what is a, is public school, right?
1: Public school. Yes.
0: <laughs> so when you were, when you were, I didn't know you were a substitute teacher in the States. That's really cool. Were you going to different schools or just yeah. the one school?
1: I was going to different schools. Um, I, 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 I'm, as I said, I'm from, I'm from Tennessee in America. Mm-hmm. So I was working in the Nashville metro area. Um, There are lots of quote unquote urban and inner city schools there. And Mm -hmm. I, at first I was honestly, at first I was scared, (laughs) Right. but I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed teaching and um, I learned pretty quickly that a lot of teachers don't have any faith in substitute teachers at all. Like, Mm. I think that the bar is on the floor. So I got in good with the teachers pretty quickly. They were like, "Oh, you you want to do this. Oh, you you actually got the grading done during the planning period." <laughs> like, oh, you, oh, did what you, asked? Did you to do. Wow. Yes, it was it, those were the reactions I was getting. So I was like, "What kind of people do this?" Yeah. Um and wow. I I would there were even other teachers around that would would, would see me with their stu- with other students. And they would ask me to. They'd ask for my information, and they'd be like, "We're going to call you in the future. Like, I would love to have you sub for my class because you seem like you know what you're doing." Hell, nice. Yeah, and actually, before I did that, I had ex- I had experience working for the YMCA, like an after school program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had some experience with kids and keeping them managing managing children in the classroom.
0: Okay. That's really cool. So you had said, um, when you were talking about being a substitute that you, you were focusing on ESL posts. Yes. What was, why did you do that?
1: Because I had all, I had been thinking, well, okay. After university, I knew some people teaching English abroad. So I was curious about it. And, Mm. um, I got my certification, This I, I went through a very expensive program uh, for the TEFL, and mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to be extra prepared. I, I wanted to be extra prepared because I was thinking about teaching abroad, and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was going to be Korea initially, but um, it was very likely. That was very high on my list because I oh, okay. ended up knowing lots of people that were already here.
0: Okay. That's cool. I hadn't thought to ask you why Korea, but you've, you've given me my answer already. So it's cool. I was, I was in a similar position as you. I studied, I took, okay. So I graduated from university in sociology Mm -hmm. and then I was Mm -hmm. like, but this doesn't really prepare me to do anything. I had been doing (laughs) a certificate. (laughs) I had been doing a certificate alongside my degree In Mm -hmm. the discipline of teaching English as an international language or DTEAL. okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, So I thought that this certificate would open up all these doors for me, right? Because I studied phonetics, I studied linguistics, sociolinguistics. Mm -hmm. I studied grammar, which was a very useful course, but the teacher had a very soothing voice. And grammar is kind of boring to study (laughs) in theory. So I fell asleep a lot. Um, But I was like, it's all worth it if this certifies me to teach English, because I was also thinking of, I I took that certificate, because I knew I wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know I wanted to teach, actually. So, so similar to you, I was, I was like, I want to travel, but I, I like to spend time in a place and I don't want to waste money. Um, I don't want to lose all my money traveling, I would like to be able to earn money while I travel. So I thought, hey, teaching ESL, a friend of mine in, in university suggested it, um, mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, brilliant idea! I'll do that too." And so that's why I got into it. And then, um, yeah, and then when I started, actually, when I started, I hated it. Uh, so <laughs> I went back to school to be a law clerk. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to rethink this teaching thing. I tried mm-hmm. it again, and then I came, like you, I came to love it. I came to discover that I had a passion for for teaching. The rest is history. So um, all right so for you is is teaching english teaching e s l or English as a second language to those who don't know or e f l english as a foreign language um is it long term for you is this like your career or do you think it's
1: a short term or temporary oh that's the question of the century <laughs> um, <laughs> i i mean I've been here for six six years already, so I feel like oh god this is long term um yeah. but I've kind of been putting off my next decision. I need to make it because I'm coming back to America next February. Um, okay. And my next step for next my February. next step,
0: sorry, next February as in 2022.
1: Yes. 2022. Okay. Okay. Um, and the thing is I have to go back to school no matter what. Um, as I mentioned, my original degree is in psychology so mm-hmm. I don't <laughs> I there are decisions that need to be made. I yeah. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to continue with psychology or go ahead and go to get a masters in education. Um I this is a decision I've been sitting on for <laughs> at least like 4 years. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and I just I'm just beautiful. been like it's It's scary to make the decision because then you have to do things. Then you start like everything starts moving after that decision is made. So I know I need to decide. Um, I really do enjoy teaching. I enjoy teaching, not even just English. I just enjoy teaching. Um, But when I look at the way that teachers are treated in my country, um, it it's leaves a lot to be desired. Um, so if I do take the teaching route, I'm likely going to continue teaching abroad um, with more benefits. And if I don't decide okay. to do that, then it will be back to psychology for me.
0: <laughs> what if, Have you thought about teaching psychology?
1: Is that a I have, but usually when you go that route, you want to be a professor and hmm mm, i don't know about that either
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> all right we'll leave that we'll leave that right there where it is um uh good luck in your in your uh journey to figuring out what you'd like to do it's not easy i did, i went back to school and did my master's of education um mm-hmm. after teaching in korea for a year and mm-hmm. then i came back to canada and i continued teaching esl uh for another year I think and then I went I went back to school for for adult ed specifically so you teach kids and I've taught children as well but my I guess expertise is in adult Mm -hmm. education and it's also what I prefer I find it you can actually reason with adults whereas with children (laughs) you're just kind of why did you do that I don't know (laughs) That is and they true. really don't know. They really can't articulate why they hit the kid next to them. And it's like,
1: all right. Uh don't do it.
0: Um
1: you, all right. uh, are you oh, are you going to um have you considered teaching abroad again? Every
0: day. <laughs> Every day. I'm like, um, am I sure that I'm ready to like stop doing this? Because I know that for me, Korea will always will always feel like a third home because <laughs> mm-hmm. I already have Jamaica, I have Canada. Korea is like a third home to me now. Um, and mm-hmm. it feels so familiar and comfortable. It's gotten to that point after four years uh, uh, over yeah. over the course of 10 years, but four years altogether. Um, it's, it's like I've seen it grow. I've seen it change. Um, and there are certain things about Korea that I absolutely hated when I first lived there. <laughs> that i i've come to first accept and now kind of respect like i see why they do it this way because you know when you just see the behavior mm-hmm. and you see that the behavior is kind of backwards to you it's like this is dumb and then yeah. you learn why where the behavior comes from what cultural aspect informs that behavior and you may still think it's dumb, but at least you understand why, right? Like you understand yeah. that cultures are what they are because of how they've been shaped over time. and surely mm-hmm. there are parts of my cultures, you know, Canadian and Jamaican uh, alike, that mm-hmm. I find that I find dumb, and I'm sure other people are like, "Why would you do it like that? That makes no sense. That's so whatever. Um, yeah. so yeah, that that awareness of like I am not the default. I am um, my default. I've grown up being the default. You know, in Jamaica, I was the default. Mm-hmm. Um, then I came to Canada and I was like, look at all these other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was still the default in my own head. And I think I always will be, because I mean, that's the only experience hard I know. hard to get but...
1: away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you are the default.
0: Yes. So, you know, I, I think about, and so because of that, you know, that, that thing where I'm like, why do we do things like this here in Canada? Mm-hmm. I think about, do I want to go back to Jamaica? Do I want to, I don't think I want to go back to Korea to to, to work. Living there, wonderful, working there was a bit more challenging than,
1: yes.
0: uh, than I, would, <laughs> <laughs> I like. So I was thinking, you know, I could go somewhere else, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There are a few places in the world that financially are as uh that are as financially lucrative. I don't want to use the word lucrative, but like that pay as well, you know, where mm-hmm. the, where the compensation package is as good as it is, is it, it is in Korea, mm-hmm. which is a factor for me right now, financially speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of have this plan where it's like, get to a point where financially that's not an issue. I don't have okay. debt to crawl out of. Uh, and then I can focus on, just do I make enough to save and, and live? Um, mm-hmm.
1: so you yeah, understand. I that. That. <laughs> uh
0: not because I hate Canada. I do I still love living in Canada, but um
1: mm-hmm.
0: I also love I love being away so I can come home. <laughs> if that makes any sense.
1: I I um, think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you. Um so you've only taught in Korea so far, right? Yes. Okay, so can you tell us um, one of your best moments or favorite moments with one of your students? Oh, my goodness.
1: Okay, so I currently teach middle school students. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, before I taught elementary school students, I find that I have the most fun with my students outside of an academic setting or outside of the classroom. Um, but <laughs> actually maybe last, it was last year, a student stayed back after a lesson. Um, she said she had to talk to me and I was, I thought that it would be something small and she had a sex related question. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. yeah. And I answered her question very carefully and I brought it up to my co-teachers, the teachers that I work with, um, without revealing her identity. And they were shocked uh, by the question. They were shocked that middle school students are sexually active. Um, but oh. they, they gave me, they said that my advice was good advice and, uh, after that, I realized that um she chose me she chose to ask me the question for a reason um of all the adults in the school who can speak to her a lot more clearly. She chose me to talk to you about that mm-hmm. so i I felt i'd say it's one of the best moments because I realized that she trusted me and maybe it was because i am outside of the korean culture and they figured i wouldn't judge them but um i i felt a little honored that she came to me and talked to me yeah. about something and i even asked my i asked my teach my co-teachers afterwards if students have ever asked them questions like that and they were like never <laughs> so i was like never <laughs> so i that- think I'm so sorry. Continue. No, no, that you continue, please. sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I think the the fact that you are a foreigner probably does have something to do with it, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. have you don't carry the same um, judgments that Korean yes. adults might carry, um, where they may be more concerned with you shouldn't have these questions, you know? Yeah, or, they might immediately call her parents. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. But even so, she had to feel a closeness to you and a connection with you to feel like she would even want to share something like that with you. Because if she didn't, then it would be like talking to a stranger. And I don't think she would do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that's, and, she,
1: that's, uh, and the the question she asked me was not something that they've learned in English class before. So she had to write that down or something so she could remember what to ask me.
0: <laughs> in oh, English. wow. She had to prepare for that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it had to be something she'd been thinking about for a while. Like, hmm, how can I ask Janae Teacher about this? Mm-hmm. Wow. So they
0: call you Janae Teacher? They don't yes. just call you Janae? That's good. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm Janae Teacher.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you we talked about one of your best moments. How about worst moments? Or if not worst, weirdest or most awkward, um, something like that with a student.
1: Okay. Well, my, my weirdest and most awkward moment is the same as my best moment. (laughs) (laughs) When, when that, when that student asked me what she asked me, I think I like looked around, like I was being punked. Like there was a hidden camera somewhere and I was freaking out. I actually freaked out afterwards because I thought like, am I allowed, was I allowed to answer that question? should i have answered that question and then i was also thinking oh god my students are already having sex like i suspected it but to hear <laughs> the girl talk about it and she's like oh and my friend oh. said she was like my friend said that blah 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 so i was like oh so this this is a thing already and i was having flashbacks to when i f- had my first time which was well into university i was just really uh caught off guard by that question and yeah. it, w- it was weird and awkward and i also feared that i would get fired afterwards <laughs> right
0: because they may have been like you should have told her you couldn't answer that question you should have called her parents immediately
1: yeah and that's that's one thing with korea like teaching english in korea we we can we only get uh, for the most part when it comes to what's going on in our schools. If you're teaching public school, I feel like we only get part of the story when it comes to things. Um, they have my schools. Both and you're of my are the
0: last to know as well.
1: Yes, we're the last to know. And both of my schools, they have staff meetings every week, and sometimes I'm like, hey, is it? it is there anything I need to know? And they're like, no. And (laughs) and so like, we, I don't, I know that there are like, like in, in Tennessee, um, when I did my substitute teaching, we were given a handbook of what is, and what isn't allowed, what would be crossing the line, um, what to do in certain situations. I had all of that. And I know that it is Tennessee specific. It it was, it was, it was, um, specific to that board of education, that, that area. And in Korea, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I have a general layout of what the rules are, um, which when you are an English teacher in Korea and you go to like workshops, they're like, don't, don't sexually harass your kids. That's it. Um, (laughs) I I went
0: to one, I went to one in my like fourth year of living in Korea because it was a new Mm -hmm. job in a new province. And so I was as far as they were concerned, I was a new teacher. Um, I was like, never mind that I've been teaching ESL for eight years. Never mind, this is my fourth <laughs> year in this country. Sure, explain the. Basic they don't thing. care. <laughs> they Do not care because it's a box that they have to tick. Right, this person has yep. received that training. Yes, good. And yeah, same thing. Don't sexually harass the students. Don't do drugs. Don't, you know, yes. don't drink too much. Don't speak. Yeah. Like okay, so you're saying follow the law. Cool.
1: Exactly. That that's all we're told. <laughs> that's the training.
0: All right. Nice.
1: Yeah. So when I, when that student, when I gave that student advice, I thought like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I like called a few of my teacher, my, my foreign English teacher friends to ask them what they would have done. And people seemed to be like on board with what I said. I I think I posted it in like um, a Facebook forum, a Facebook group as well, asking other women, like what they would have done. And they were like, some of their answers were different. Some of them were like, maybe you should have called their parents. And I was like, no. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, when the, stu- the student, the question that she asked me um, hinted that she already did it. So right. there's no stopping her now. <laughs> um, and also, so I, think,
0: I think if you had the sense that she was in danger you know, yes. or she was in Trouble, you for sure would have called her parents and told people, you know, this is. Oh, new. yeah,
1: I definitely would have because I, I did. I had some follow up questions to her question and right. um, but things seemed fine. I mean, of course, she's doing things a lot earlier than I would want for hers, uh, especially with her not knowing a lot. Um, yeah. But she, she she's doing it. She did it already. So I just. I gave her the best advice for her situation. I, I told her to be safe. Um, and then I had, to, I at my main school, I would meet with my co-teachers um, at a cafe for a quote unquote workshop on t- every Tuesday, once a week. And um, so I waited to like the next Tuesday to bring it up with them since they are Korean and They kind of understand my point of view. Um, They were able to speak to me straight about it. And they were like, I'm shocked too that our students are having sex, but you did answer the question in the best way. And um, as long as she seems like she's okay, then it's fine. You're not going to get fired. (laughs) Phew. Yeah, so... Yeah, that that moment, it was great because I was like, wow, my student trusted me with this information, but it was also very weird, very awkward, and I thought I'd get fired.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Okay, Uh, this is a two-parter. So what's your favorite thing about teaching EFL specifically? Um, And what has been one of your biggest challenges teaching English in general? Uh...
1: What is my favorite thing? Honestly, I really love those moments where you can see your students finally understanding certain concepts. Mm. Um, those That's aha awesome. moments. Yes <laughs> I I love those. those that is my serotonin. Um, it's wonderful when I see students finally get it, especially the students that are like the lower level students. Um, I really love watching them finally get it and then use it. Um, it, And even sometimes it's even it's something small and silly. Um, My student was uh, I had a lower level student. She's she's not one of the advanced students, but she asked me about what is the English word for, like, um, no hair. And I was like, what? And She's like, man with no hair. <laughs> she told me, man, no hair. And at first I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, bald, bald? And she's like, yes, yes. Um, little did I know <laughs> how she was going to apply this newfound knowledge. Oh, no. So she asked me. She asked me how to make a sentence, and I said, uh, "He has a bald head, or he is balding if it's not completely gone." Yeah. Um, my co teacher walked mm. past us, <laughs> and she she told me, "Oh, I don't I don't like him." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And she goes, uh, "Blah blah blah." Teacher is balding she shouts it and he turned around like what oh, no <laughs> he repeated it and like that was that was like May, that was earlier that was in the summer she still says that to him um, <gasps> when she sees him but of all the english that i have taught her i've been her teacher since she was in first grade middle school and this is the this is her most consistent sentence. She uses it correctly, and she remembered it <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah I, I love I love when students finally understand something and when they like when they're excited to use certain phrases i I like that as long as it's not the cuss words mm-hmm. and um the biggest challenge to teaching English in general um well, I I don't find it too challenging. I do try to keep up with uh grammar. Like I recently downloaded an app on my phone so that I can just review grammar because oh. um my co-teachers and my students, they often ask me questions about English that I don't Remember how to answer? Like I know right. how to make this sentence, but they might ask me a detail. Well, why is it this? Mm-hmm. And and I can't remember why. I know it is. I know the answer. I don't remember why that's the answer. So yeah. I this app has had me like brush up on grammar. We're starting from square one. What's a noun? Um, and <laughs> uh, uh, nice. And I love it I'm so sad. far. Yeah. yeah, and and I think so. I think. Um, One challenge is like just staying, staying fresh Uh, as an, like I, because I didn't, I don't have a degree in education. I, I try to keep up with these kinds of things. Um, I don't take teaching English in a foreign country for granted. And I think that particularly in Korea, it is very easy to get too comfortable. It's very easy to become content and uh-huh, uh, not, not challenge yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, complacent. That's the word I was looking for. It's very easy to become complacent here. Mm-hmm. And I I know that there are teachers with degrees that come, teachers with educational degrees and backgrounds that come here and they they give it their all and no i'm not them but i try to give it my all i try not to become complacent and um like i try to pitch lots of project ideas or lessons outside of the government textbooks that we're given Mm -hmm. and um yeah i know i know lots of teachers who that say like oh i'm so bored um and luckily at my main school i they trust me enough to try different things. Yeah, and my my second school, not so much. Um, but <laughs> I only have to be there twice a week, so they don't count. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really um, you know, you you reminded me of a lot of people when you said that. You know, trying not to become mm-hmm. complacent, and people who say their job is boring, and part of me was like. Well, it's boring because you make it boring. But then yep. I remembered I've been there, and mm, I've taught there. I mean, and uh, you know, I've been very lucky that I could. Sorry, my very first job, I had no say in the curriculum mm-hmm. or the lesson planning at all. I was a glorified um, babysitter, c- CD player, um, not oh, even no. a babysitter, because I never was in the classroom alone. I always had to be with another co teacher, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they were all good teachers so i was i never so you know how some some people who teach in public schools in korea they have a co-teacher who is very laissez faire very hands off like so hands off they sit in the back of the classroom and fall asleep um, yes. and then others like me they have teachers who are like i got this you yeah. go stand over there sit in the corner and wait till i call on you Um, and my co-teachers, they weren't rude at all. They were very friendly and kind, but Mm -hmm. I was literally, I would literally stand off to the side of the stage. There was like a little, uh, like a mini platform in the classroom and I would Mm -hmm. stand all the way to the left. And then when the teacher got to the pronunciation part of the the lesson, um, Uh, he would say, Angelique teacher, and I would say refrigerator, and the kids would go, refrigerator, and I would say it then. And then I would I tried to make it fun, so I'd be like, re, re, fri fri, jer jer raider, raider. Um I've been there. I, yeah, I tried to make it as fun as I could, like adding rhythm and beats and stuff, but I was literally, that was all I did. I, I was a listen and repeat. Um mm-hmm. so I understand when some people say it's boring because that job was, was the only reason that job wasn't boring for me all the time was because I taught two um, after-school classes in addition oh, to my gosh. regular hours. And my uh-huh. regular hours were the full 22, um, full 22 teaching hours after which yeah. you get paid overtime, right? You get paid per hour yeah. for every extra hour above 22 hours that you're teaching. And so because I was teaching an additional two hours a day an additional hour every day. So additional, I can't remember, but I, I that was you also nice. Because I, I was able to, I was able to plan those lessons. I taught alone. It was smaller classes. Um, and uh, I got some extra money. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but um, yeah, the the getting bored thing, I mean, it's definitely possible, but there's always a, there's always a way that you can make it more interesting, if not for the students, at least for yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. um, You know, but it it takes motivation and it takes like a a desire to do that. Um, Okay. So I've reached the end of all of my like English teaching specific questions. Um, So my final question is where can people find you online, Jene? Do you, um, if you want people to follow you on social media, please plug all your things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> OK, well, oh, sorry. Um, I do daily vlogs on IG almost every day and I do it to show um, a no frills, realistic view of life in Korea. Um, I, my name on Instagram is Janae Ivory. That's J-A-N-E-E-I-V-O-R-I-E. Um, because if you move here to teach, contrary to popular beliefs, you probably won't go to luxurious cafes and tourist traps every day.
0: Not every day. <laughs> Not
1: every day. <laughs> every once in a while.
0: Every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, they're far
1: away. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are, unless you you move here and you live in Gangnam or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine, like, someone moves here for the first time and immediately goes straight to Gangnam? I know it happens, but it's so rare that it's, it's like,
1: what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, they usually you end up in somewhere that's, like, way off the beaten path. That, yeah. For your
1: first job, anyway. Yeah, they would be so spoiled if they started in Gangnam. <laughs> yeah, they really would be. Imagine living there rent-free.
0: <gasps>
1: wow. Wonderful would be i can't imagine
0: okay. <laughs> so that's so it's just your instagram janae ivory j-a-n-e-i-v-o-r-i-e and i will of course um put a link to janae's instagram page in the show notes for this podcast so you can always head there and uh check out her stuff i watch her vlogs not every day admittedly because i'm not on instagram like that anymore but <laughs> one of the things i really like about your vlogs janae is you have um, captions, you add oh, captions yeah. to, your, to your stories. And that's not common. I mean, it's, it's increasing in frequency, like you see more and more like YouTubers, for example, who have captions on their videos mm-hmm. and who make conscious effort to do that for the hearing impaired, but you do that
1: by yourself? Is it just you who does that? It's just me. <laughs> I I used to use an app, but it was it would get so many things wrong that eventually I was like, let me just start typing this up myself. <laughs> yeah, I I originally started doing it for a hearing impaired friend, but um, along the way I found out like people use it when they're at work. Um, one of my friends wow. had a, a fresh baby, and <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> so she couldn't listen to things with. Stuff. A new, okay, a newborn. <laughs> no, that was perfect. A fresh baby,
0: fresh out of the oven. That makes so much yes. sense.
1: We say yes. a bun
0: in the oven, so why not a fresh baby? Well oh. <laughs> so,
1: so basically I, st- I started captioning for my hearing impaired friend, but I found that a lot of people really appreciate it. So Of course, yeah.
0: So everyone, you definitely want to check out Janae because she's uh she's very interesting on her own, but of course she also has an interesting um experience and outlook. And uh the life that she's living is a life that not I mean, let's say relative comparatively speaking, not a lot of people are living in south korea teaching english there are a lot of us but i say us because i as if i'm still there there are a <laughs> lot of people but com, you know the population compared to the population of korea it's like one percent um yeah. who are who are there teaching english so it's very small uh comparatively speaking so if this is an if this is a an experience that you're interested in learning more about definitely go and check out Janae on instagram Janae, thank you so much for spending some time with me i think we talked for almost an hour. Wow. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad we got a chance to chat. This was a good way for me to catch up with you too. (laughs) Sneaky. (laughs) I will be editing this uh, episode a little bit so that um, the the main points will be on the free podcast, but I am also starting a Patreon. If I haven't started it already, I'm not sure when this is going to go out. Uh, so the full interview will be on Patreon. So definitely um, consider becoming a Patreon, a patron of mine, if that is something that that interests you. If you want to support Black artists, if you want to support Black women artists, if you want to hear more of what me and Janae talk about. Um, and uh, yeah, all right. Thank you so much, Janae. Thank you. (laughs) I had such a great time chatting with Janae, and I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation as well. Along with Janae's Instagram link, I'll be putting the link to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Angelique Voices. So head over there if you want to become a patron to get extra content like the unabridged version of today's episode. If you're not into commitment like that, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Angelique Voices. And I'll throw that link in the show notes as well. Of course, I have to give a shout out to my patrons, Mike and Ray, you the best. Until next time, stay safe. Stay warm, and remember that Black Lives Matter. And it's still Black History Month, so go learn something. Happy learning!